Welcome back. This is episode 22 of the Velocity podcast. Mr. Craig Rimmer, how are you right now in this moment? I'm going to be honest. I'm good, but I've just seen myself in the frame and I look a little bit like a jippo. I think um, I need to... The jippos, do we need them? I think I need to have a little trim. Um, But yeah, other other than that, that's how busy I've been this week. Uh, Haven't noticed how homeless I look. Uh, Other than that, I'm really well. How are you? I know you've you've had a pretty... uh, pretty shit start to the week it's fair to say it is fair to say yeah i was not well for a good four or five days i went out for a delicious steak dinner with my dad and my sister we all ate the same thing important to the story uh beautiful fillet steak some lovely chunky chips bit of veg nice glass of wine delicious one of my favorite meals you and i are definitely um partial and i, I woke up at 2 a.m and it I mean, I'm not going to get graphic for the for the podcast, but it all came out and uh, top end, just FYI. Thank you. Um, and, it, and then it all happened to get at 5 a.m. And I was just ruined and I couldn't eat much for a couple of days. Energy was shot. And then like, I just didn't feel well. So, yeah, I, I'm better now. I got I got back on the wagon around around Wednesday. Um, so we're recording this Friday. So I'm, I'm pretty good. Oh, Dave, I'm so ill. Um, <clears throat> sorry, bit of a, it's giving me a quick cough as well. It's, it's weird. It just every now and then I just honestly ridiculous. Oh, would you mind? Would you mind looking after everybody this week? I'm so poorly. Pathetic. The, ne- the next time I'm going to make it known the next time you're ill and you're throwing your guts up. I said I wasn't going to get a base, but there we go. Then uh, I'm going to I'm going to come back to this moment because fortunately it's being recorded and I'm going to use it. So use it. It ain't going to happen. I'll be there. I wouldn't let the team down. I wouldn't let the team down. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yes, guys, welcome to episode 22. 22 episodes of pure liquid gold uh, <laughs> coming out of our coming out of our vocal cords. And uh, this is going to be unlike anything else you've ever experienced, I am sure. Um, I know there's a lot of you... Except, out- except for most other things that you've experienced. Correct, yes. Um <laughs> I know a lot of you are wondering, uh, will we be releasing a fact? The answer is yes, we will. You're going to have to wait till the end. Please don't scroll through to the end. Actually listen to our stuff, please. Uh, But yeah, we are. We are going to have an incredible fact each that we have spent literally seconds trying to find. Um, So yeah, excited to to announce, announce our fact to you as well. Precious seconds. Yeah, we're going to speak about um, three things. Um, This, uh, these are three things this week that we have learned. Um, and we right now um, are using this podcast to have some fun, but also share some stuff that we're finding valuable personally for us as as um, men, um, dads, um, brothers, <laughs> fathers, and business owners, business partners, um, that we believe you guys might get some value value from as well. And from um, a in a sort of a tr- like trailer like approach, those three things are number one, the power of community. And specifically, like we're going to because community covers quite a lot. And this was your point before we hit record, Craig, that we actually there's a a particular detail about community that we want to share that I think gets um, missed. And we missed it for years. At least for me, I I underestimated the power of this little component of of community that we want to share. And the second one is um, incentivizing yourself and that some people are not very good at doing it and incentivizing and rewarding yourself that you might be doing really well maybe you're earning some good money now and like things are moving quite well in your business but you're not actually like you don't feel like you are entitled to 
um, reward yourself. So we're gonna we're gonna speak to that and our journey to it. And then thirdly, about language, mate. You wanted to touch on language a bit today. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the 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 language that you attribute to the thing that you're selling, whatever your thing is, um, and also the um, the way that you articulate uh, how you help people, what it is that you do, and just how a a few switches or, or or a little bit of thought that goes into the words that you use how impactful that can actually be to the end result of whether that's whether somebody signs up or the price uh, or whatever it might be. So, yeah, we're going to touch on language as well. Yeah, exactly. So to kick off, we're going to go to the power of community. And for me, this one was um, we we were chatting to a, a another coach the other day. He's a very successful coach. He helps people. Um, develop lead um, lead generation systems and how learn how to turn those those systems into um, um, really good ways of getting clients regularly. So manage lots of leads at once. Um, really clever guy knows his, knows his stuff. And he went to an event the other day. And we were chatting about potentially working with him, and he was talking about this event and how we said, "Oh, what what did you get from it? What did you learn? What did you find?" And what he said, he goes, "Oh, there was lots of useful stuff." But he said the best thing about it, this event that I went to. Was actually the conversations that happened at lunch, the the interactions that happened when we we met up in little huddles, and I learned what other people were doing and what their approach to these various business trends and challenges and 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 things were. And he said that those conversations, those engagements, the new people that he met, and the and the the anecdotes that he shared and he experienced were the, were the gold. And it was interesting because I think my question was really where my fault lied in that. I was like, what did you learn? What was the topic? What was the learning? What were the worksheets? What did you get take away from it? Like very tactical, whereas actually it came from a different angle. And Craig, it made us think about how um, we're running our, our, our events because we run virtual and in-person events now. And we've got one coming up next week we're excited about. Maybe we'll touch on that later. But it made us think about how we go about planning for those. Yeah, it, it sort of helps you reevaluate what's really important and what really matters and, and also how you distinguish between the different things that you do. So if you're going to have a live event, what's the point in making it exactly the same format as when you just do everything over Zoom or digitally as well? So, yeah, it, it is. It's um, It was interesting hearing him talk about that. And then it helps you self-reflect. And I think about all of the various different talks or things that I've been on programs that I've been a part of before and when they've nailed community when community is at the forefront of the of the way that that thing is being run you really feel it as an individual in that group in that community and it isn't just about the stuff that they're teaching you or the spreadsheet that they give you or um you know the in, in you if you're watching this and you're a personal trainer it's not just about the exercises that you prescribe to people or the nutritional plans that you make it's the connections that your clients get to build by being part of that community. And I think we we all use that term rather loosely and we say, yeah, I've got a community, I've got a Facebook group or whatever it might be. But how much how much work, how much thought, how much time are you actually putting into making that community something that's really sticky, something that is the first thing on their mind when they have a question and they want to get an answer? And um, the guy we were talking to, without mentioning his name, um, was just, uh, it was so powerful, wasn't it? I agree with that. You know, we've got these absolute world industry leaders teaching on stage with stuff that they probably prepared. And for him, the value was in the coffee that he got in between the talks because of the people that he met and the conversations that he had. And, and just to finish up on that point, 
I think the difference is that you, when you're doing that, when you're having those chats, it's, you're removing layers, aren't you, from somebody, you know, you're really getting that personal under the hood experience. And they're talking about, you know, let's, let's make this relevant to the people listening. They're talking about managing a personal training business whilst being a father or managing a PT business whilst I'm still working part-time in M&S or whatever, whatever it might be that you're doing, it gets, it gets you underneath the hood and you talk more about feelings and emotions. And that really helps as a business owner, because you don't feel like you're on your own anymore and you feel part of something, part of a community. So yeah, very powerful. And the final point I'd add to that, which has been really uh, powerful, I think for me in understanding this better is, uh, and again, this, this is so good for personal trainers is, that people won't buy into your thing for the community. They won't, they won't know the value of it until they're part of it. So they will come because of the result that you promise. Let's not, let's not be misguided here. And what we, what we don't want to start thinking is that you start selling that up front, like oh, join my community. This is where it's happening. It's all buzzing. It's like, yeah, cool. But why? Like, wasn't it for me? But actually once people are in and they're starting to get some, make some progress and get results and you infuse them and gel them into the community and manufacture these moments when they can have the coffee or they can connect with this individual on Zoom or they can meet this in, this other client of yours at the gym or, you know, post-workout, wherever. You know, you can make these moments happen. And as people get embedded deeper and deeper within that community, it acts like the glue that keeps them there. So people come for the result that you promise, but they stay for the community. Mm, so true. I think about one of the previous programs that we were on and uh we were very busy at the time doing things and we so we weren't really able to make the most out of all of the individual trainings etc cetera, etc cetera. but we stayed one of the big things for us was the community mm. it wasn't so much about the owner of the business it was more about the other members of the business and what we could learn from them because they were on the same journey as us so yeah there was a lot of there was a lot of takeaways from one or two sentences that we had uh with this chap uh, which ironically came from a community that we were part of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it did. So um, the, the second thing we wanted to share today is about incentivizing yourself. Craig, you're actually quite good at this. I think you're better at this than me, uh, which is unusual for, for, for many things. Um, I'm, good at, I'm good at spending more money than you. Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> Basically, no. Maybe you can get, let me, I'll just set you up to it because I, I, I will give you credit for this. The, I think there's two, there's two parts. I, I want to talk about incentivizing yourself and actually saying when I do x i'm gonna i'm gonna get y or i'm gonna buy y but then there's also once you get there overcoming any feelings of imposter syndrome or um lack of self-belief or worth that you actually feel like you deserve the thing um how, how do you think about that yeah so the, the first thing for me personally and maybe you guys listening can can relate um is that i'm very driven by particular goals you know, if I don't if I don't set um, if I don't set myself a goal, then getting up in the morning and going to work becomes a lot harder. It's the same with um, fitness goals. If I don't have a specific outcome, like we we both had one recently with our squash, which is to get to a certain ranking or, or number of points, and that's that's been a big driver. And I'm so annoyed that you got there before me way before him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the, the point is. Is that you've got it you've got to have those things that drive you on um for me personally otherwise I, I just don't do the work and because i'm so hooked on that i will put in personally I'll, I'll i'll go over and above to get there as quickly as possible so really if i'm honest the second part kind of just falls in line which is i've worked hard to get there 
now I'm going to fucking take the thing that I told myself I'd get, I'd give myself. I'm not going to, not going to change my mind. I'm not going to move the, I'm not going to move the goalpost. I've worked hard to get to this point because I wanted to get that thing. And so I'm now I'm going to have the thing. Mm. Um, and that, that's just kind of quite simple really, but how my brain works. And I think it's always worked that way from a young kid trying to make it in football to getting into fitness, to wanting to buy my first house. You know, everything was always reverse engineered. I want to get to here. So if I want to do that, I've got to do this, 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 and this. Once I've got there, though, I'm going to give myself that thing. So, yeah. And, I think then, really and, then, and then the process starts again. And it's just, as you said, like different parts of your life and different stages chronologically. Just, okay, cool, reset, go again. Yeah, for sure. If, you, if, you're, if you achieve that thing and then you stand still, that personally speaking, and maybe you can relate, makes me feel very uncomfortable. I immediately yeah. start to feel like I'm regressing if I'm standing still. Um, and I think that's been a key attribute towards us and the growth of velocity and uh, everything that we've done over the, the last 16, 17 years whilst running businesses. Um, and I think it's an important part of entrepreneurship, which is there's got to be balance. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, otherwise you're going to burn yourself out. But it is important to, to set those milestones. And I think it's important to reward yourself um when you get there otherwise like where's the fun what's the point where's the where's the incentive to push and go again yeah and also from a behavioral standpoint if you want to like turbocharge your own behavior to pr continually progress and be more every single month every single year of your life like if you reward yourself for doing that work that you described like you've set the goal when i get when i get this i'm going to buy that or i'm going to treat myself with this then you feel good. Like you should feel good. You should enjoy it. And you're going to revel in the joy and excitement of that moment. And then you're going to want to do it again. So you're like, cool, now I've set the next one and I'm going to go again. It's going to make you want to go again and take your business, yourself, your health, your fitness to that next level, whatever that thing is for you. So it's it's only this like flywheel that will keep spinning faster and faster, provided that you keep challenging yourself with new and exciting and engaging goals and then rewarding yourself when you get there every mm. time. Yeah, 100%. I think the, the other side to that to be wary of is you don't reward yourself early either. You don't let yourself off the hook and go, oh, well, it's been a really challenging week or month. We didn't quite get there, but I'd really like it. So let's do it anyway. Yeah. You, you either did or you didn't. Yeah, we're going to do this with our cheaters. Um, our cheater squad is our high level program for coaches who want to get to five figure months um, whilst working less. And we're, we're getting them together in person next week. Um, and it's part of what we're going to challenge them to do is make sure that they have a clear goal and a clear way of rewarding themselves when they get there. Um, because, again, it's like a never ending journey and we want to help them achieve that. So something that I'm excited to help them do. Yeah, it's going to be super cool. And, I, and yeah. let, let's be clear that um, of all the organizing of that event, David has been given the, the big task of making yeah. sure that he gets the biscuits correct. So, Dave, I'm putting it in your hands. I hope you don't let yeah. us down. No, no, I will not let you down. Listen, I just want to do 30 seconds on biscuits. Um, what's important with biscuits, right? There's a few factors that anyone has to consider. And I'm definitely Listen up. Honestly, if you're not listening to any other part of this podcast, please tune in, pay attention. Biscuits. Biscuits, right? And this is great social content. This is going to, of all the Instagram reels that we make of this thing, this one's going to pop, right? Yeah. So the, what's important with the biscuit is, first of all, the ratio of chocolate or filling or whatever the thing is, and the actual biscuit itself. So we, we don't want too little chocolate versus biscuit, but also if it's too chocolate or too creamy versus biscuit is sickly, right? Yeah. So it's gotta be the right balance. Texture and crunch is also crucial. There's gotta be a good crunch.
because you need the you need the ability to dip in a cup of tea or, or coffee so that you can get that sogginess if you, that kind of meltiness if you want to right and of course you need you need a good like shape so that it's not awkward to hold you don't want a, a finger on chocolate that ends up getting melt with melted finger on your on your uh, melted chocolate on your finger so that is also really important the thing that really fucks me off with the wrong type of biscuit is when you you put it in your coffee you take it out and it falls in immediately. And you think, well, like, I couldn't have put it in the coffee for any less time. You clearly are not a dunkable biscuit. And that yeah. should be advertised. Yeah, d dunkability is another important factor we need to consider. But it's also to do with, like, texture. So, yeah, listen, I'm doing the research. And the biscuits that will be at our event will be the best biscuits uh, of highest dunkability. I'm expecting a spreadsheet. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Right, let's move on. Third and final thing is language. and. Um, we we've been amazed by this and we've learned this and we begin to use it in our business about the, the impact it can have when i say impact i mean you can change behavior more significantly and quickly and powerfully with the right language you can sign up more clients with the right language you can earn more money if you get to if you know how to use language well so craig yeah we're we're definitely in the middle of this where you we're using it and we're using it to good effect but we're uh, both fascinated by this yeah, this is something we we almost took the piss out of actually, Definitely. rather than rather than appreciating. If we're really honest, and this is this podcast is the place for that. We're just laying everything out. So um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we massively undervalued this. Didn't give it the the time, the attention that it needed. But since we've become converts, because we've seen this in practice, we started to pay a bit more attention to it and started using it ourselves. And we started to play around with the language that we use internally inside Velocity in terms of the way that we name our trainings, in terms of the, the way that we, we talk about upcoming events and things that are going to be happening. We've noticed this really, really significant change. And the irony is, is that by changing the language, we've created a better behavior from our clients, which has meant they've got better results. So one or two words has changed someone's perception around the thing that they need to go and do. And so they go and do a better job of it. And so they're getting better results. And that is fucking mental, but it's absolutely true. And by definition, what you've just described means your training or your program or the thing that you're playing with becomes more valuable. Yes. And, and when we say more valuable, it means you can charge more for it. So that's how things can translate to actual money in your bank by learning how to use language to influence psychology. It's, it's incredible. It really, it really blew our mind when we first started to see this happening. Yeah, if, you, if you've got a training program and you're getting, let's say, 50% adherence to that program right now, that's going to bring X result, which will be worth a certain amount of money. If you change, and I'm not saying this is the only thing you would need to change, right? But this is just an interesting. <laughs> People calling up. Like, I changed the name to the the yeah. uh, the strength guild, and I didn't earn more money. What's wrong? I'm, What's, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not a millionaire. Yeah. What's going on? Um, yeah, but you, it, this is part of the puzzle. But if you change the language and you articulate what like what that means, and there's a few other things to it, the knock-on effect is rather than getting 50% adherence, you get 90% adherence. People buy into the idea more. They're doing the same shit, but they're doing 90% of it rather than 50%. Now they're going to get an extra 40% of the result. That carries more value. That means you can charge more money for it. The social proof that you create for that result is worth more than the social proof that you create for the other. Whereas the, the key distinction is how we articulated what it was and what it was going to do at the start. And the language that you use, so we've learned, 
is an incredibly important component of that change. Mm. Yeah, very powerful indeed. So that was about language. Um, I'm sure we're going to be touching on that more in future podcasts because um, we know that if, if we want to have anything to do with improving your business, we want you to learn more about language. So keep your ears and eyes peeled. It's one of but- those... It's one of those little things that when you're very, very busy as a personal trainer, or you think that you need to do lots and lots of personal training things, you would never pay attention to that. And that's why we didn't pay attention to it. But when you understand that you need to to, to grow a great business, you need to zoom out and you need to be thinking about being the business owner, you'll afford yourself the time that is required to think through that and all of the other things that are needed. And then all of a sudden it will click, it will make sense and you'll go, I get it. Now I know how I'm going to become successful because it's that plus the other 10 or 15 key things that we can inject that changes the game for you and your business. So, yeah, that's what we're here to help with. A, a bonus, um, little bonus lesson on that that we just experienced earlier this morning was um, when you get when you come across a name, let's say you're not considering the change in the name of the program that you're signing clients into or the name of the lead magnet you're giving away. Um, test it with friends people not connected directly to what you do and say um, when when you hear this word or when you read this word what comes to mind what are the first two or three words or um, concepts that come to mind and you might be amazed about um, how uh, synonymous people um, uh, align your thing with something else and and whether those things are similar to what you believe because you are not, you are probably not your avatar, at least not in the psychographic headspace, because they're, they're way earlier in the journey than perhaps you are. But nevertheless, the point is, if you can test it on people and get their direct and instinctual feedback, it's either going to confirm that you're in the right direction or maybe redirect you very importantly to a right set of words and the right set of language. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Which... Yeah, I was just going to say, we've better get there. I think the the crowd are getting itchy. Um, Let's go to fun facts. What have you got for us, Dave? Well, this one, again, quite a punchy one, but I found this quite interesting. So um, It's not the fucking Eiffel Tower again, is it? Jesus Christ. Now, the Eiffel um, (laughs) Tower, the ostrich have the biggest eyes in the whole animal kingdom. There we go. Bigger than a whale. The eyes, ostrich eyes, well, it says the whole animal kingdom, like a whale is an animal, so I would assume so. Okay. Right. So, um, and, it, and the eye is bigger than its brain. Wow. Imagine that. What a dumb bird. <laughs> Must be related to you with, with the size of yours. So anyway, um, that's my fact of the day. Ostrich, biggest eyes in the whole animal kingdom, bigger than its brain. Use that next time you're down the, down the boozer. Stick that in your pipe. Okay, nice. Now, I found a fact, and I think that you will be able, um, if you're watching or listening to this, you'll be able to use this word to describe around 99% of the fitness industry. So this will be quite interesting for you. This will be good. Now, there is an actual word for someone giving an opinion on something they know nothing about. And it's an, let me get this right. An ultra crepidarian, ultra ultra crepidarian, and it's someone who what? <laughs> similar. It's someone who voices their thoughts beyond their expertise. And I'm sure if you all think now for a second, you probably know somebody very close in to you in your facility, or that you've worked with in the past. 
that is a very clear ultra crepidarian. So that's the call to action. We want you to reach out to that person now and tell them, just tell them, mate, you're an absolute crepid, crepidarian. Ultra crepidarian, yeah. You're an ultra crepidarian, you knob. Anyway, <laughs> that's a beautiful, beautiful way of wrapping up today's podcast. We hope you have uh, enjoyed and taken some value from this. Mr. Remar, I bid you a fond farewell. I'm off for a shave. I'll see you guys very soon. Hopefully less hobo next time. <laughs> Take care.